You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. Episode 10 of the Habs Culture podcast. My name is Mark Anthony Bertaggia. I'm alongside Justin Schwartz. We're live on Instagram once again. Want to hear our followers' comments, their questions. And today is actually a pretty big day for us on social media. We hit 100 followers on Instagram. So we're giving back. Uh, we currently have a giveaway that's live. We posted the picture. It's a Carey Price authentic home jersey, the Adidas one. Uh, the steps are on Instagram. And, uh, and yeah, so go check that out. Go follow us and participate. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool giveaway. We really appreciate all the support that we've got so far. So might as well give back and show our appreciation. Exactly. And now we're going to talk about the Habs because what else do we talk about here? <laughs> Cole Caulfield finally made his debut against the Calgary Flames. A huge win for the Habs. Um, a victory of 2-1. to one last Monday and then a loss to Toronto which if I'm being honest I expected looking at their lineup right banged up team right I expected the loss I wanted them I didn't expect them to win but what I did expect is them to put up a fight and they didn't and we can go over all the excuses we want and we can say how no Gallagher no Tatar no Drouin but at the end of the day, that was not an NHL team fighting for anything. We looked like an amateur hockey team. No passes on the tape, no offensive zone time, no neutral zone attack, no clean breakout. It was a mess. And even though we were playing a very strong Leafs team, it didn't look like we were even trying out there. You see, the Leafs, they don't even impress me. I'm being honest, their defense, like coverage-wise, horrible. Let's say, look, I'm not going to start making excuses here because the Habs still lost a game that they didn't play well. Mm -hmm. But let's say Josh Anderson, all alone in the slot, puts the puck in the net. Let's say Joel Armia, on a breakaway, all alone, puts the puck in the net. There are a lot of missed chances. It's a different game. It's actually crazy to look at. Because I actually tweeted this on my main account, but I said, if the Habs capitalized on, I want to say 25 to 50% of the chances, mm-hmm. the high danger, well, high danger chances, I wonder where they would be as a team. Because the Habs are having a very hard time finishing. Very hard time. It's, it's super weird that they are, if I'm being honest, because they were scoring five goals to start crazy. season every game. I know it's Vancouver, but I don't know. It's a little concerning because I don't know if we talked about this last time, but if you take away, sorry, Anderson and Toffoli from our team, the two main acquisitions in the offseason. And Allen. Right. Imagine. Where would the Habs be right now? Like, Allen has been, like, everyone talks about Toffoli and Anderson. Imagine if Lindgren was in net. Like I don't know where we would be. What an acquisition. What an important acquisition that was. Right. And if you look at it, actually, 
Anderson Tofo- and-, and Toffoli combined for about 30% of the Habs goals. 30%. That's crazy. To think that without them, we would have next to no goal scorers on our team right now is a little scary. Not a little, actually, a lot. Yeah, there would be... Who's next? Who's next on the list? If you mind pulling that up. If I'm not, I'll check. I'll take a wild guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe Suzuki? I don't think oh, you're wrong. Tatar. Tatar, Tatar, maybe. Tatar, yeah. In goals, right? Let's see. Yeah, in goals. Because Toffoli hit 25, I think, in Calgary. It's actually Gallagher. Wow. With 14 goals behind Anderson by three. Wow. Then Jeff Petrie, then Nick oh, Suzuki Petrie. tied with Tatar. I'm actually very surprised. Man, Brendan Gallagher. What a loss that is. A real loss. So I actually want to touch on that for a second. Okay, go ahead. Because as a Habs fan who's been watching for, I'll give it seven plus years, I've never seen a player who has such a big impact on a team. Now, I've only started to notice his impact over the past couple years, give or take. I didn't know that when he's in the lineup, he creates, he's a difference maker. He's the halves difference maker. And look, the reason why I say I don't really understand is because if you look at, if you pick certain players, right? You look at the Leafs, you look at Winnipeg, you look at the Oilers. If you take out McDavid, Matthews, and Shifley from those three respective teams, that's a huge loss. Huge loss. Yeah. They still have other players who can compensate for their loss, but it's still a huge loss. I don't think the Oilers would compensate at all. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, I was just speaking for Toronto. more. I understand. And Winnipeg. Right. But the Oilers, man. But what I'm saying, Mark, is that when you take Gallagher out of the lineup, at least I didn't believe that he would have that big of an impact. And he does. If you look at the goals per game, the difference between goals for a game with Gallagher in the lineup and without, it's almost 1.5 goals a game difference. Wow. That's insane. Like, I feel like in the past, if he got injured, he was overshadowed by, like, Max Pacioretty, who was still scoring 30, right? It's like, it wasn't that big of a loss. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Gallagher is such a big piece of this team. And the reason why I, I never looked at it that way is that Gallagher's not a guy that comes down the wing and with his shot is able to turn the game around, right? He does it with his grit and his aggressiveness and his peskiness, right? He, he does it differently than the other all-stars or superstars in the league. Just effort all the time. Constant effort, right. Yeah. So with that being said, I think that we need to realize that assuming the Habs take that fourth spot in the North Division, Gallagher needs to come back right away. And he needs to be a big part of the team going forward. Do you think the Habs are on in a playoff spot? Like, you think they're good? Calgary's four points behind now because of their win last night against the Edmonton Oilers. And the Habs are beaten like injury wise 
I think even Ducharme said this morning that they still have guys that are banged up on defense. And like Lekanen was on our first line against the Leafs, up against Math- Matthews and Marner. That's yeah, see, that's work. a problem. And you know why that's also a problem? Because Bergevin's goal this offseason, knowing that the Habs were in a tough situation, or actually, sorry, every team was in a tough situation going into a season that was full of COVID injuries and regular injuries and whatnot, he added a decent amount of depth. Yeah, going into the season, the Habs lines 1-4 to four were very deep. And the fact that we have to resort to Lekkanen on our first line is a little concerning. Look, their injuries are significant. Their heart and soul is out of the lineup. Their leading goal scorer last year is out of the lineup. Paul Byron, he's out of the lineup also, but I don't really have a big resume for him. And lastly, Jonathan Drouin. Jonathan Drouin and Carey Price. Right. Like, those are big names that are out of the lineup. Right. I just want to point something out. Yeah. Just... You know, to show a little bit of respect to Jonathan Drouin. Uh, you know, we hope he gets back soon. Mm-hmm. Recovers or, you know, deals with whatever he has to deal with. Yeah. But I want to point something out on that note. And just a little bit of a speculation. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about this. But it's so concerning that Jonathan Drouin, that it got to that point. Look, I don't, I don't think we should go too deep into this. I think we should respect what he's going through. Right. Because we don't know what he's going through. And he's human at the end of the day, right? We don't know what could be going on mm-hmm. behind the scenes that could affect his So game. can I ask you a question? Yeah. And w- this will be the last thing on this. Yeah. Do you think that it's possible that the Montreal media just got to him? I wouldn't be surprised. It could have been an accumulation of things, mm-hmm. right? It, it might not even life. be hockey related, exactly. right? So it could be social who knows? life and then that affected his game and then who knows. But look, Joe, we hope you get back on the ice soon because that's really a piece. If you agree with me or not, this guy in the lineup will make a difference in the playoffs. If if you don't agree with me, so be it. But I'd much rather Jonathan Drouin than Michael Frohley. I think Jonathan Drouin at his best is a s- is such a skilled hockey at the player. Start of the start of the season. That line, man, Suzuki Anderson, their fourth line was Evans, Lekkanen, and Byron. All four lines were fast. Now, it's Frolik, Perry, and Stahl. Mm-hmm. Those are the slowest guys on the team. Yeah. But let's let's shy away from joining for a little bit. Yeah. And I actually have another topic of conversation. Yeah, go ahead. I really like Jake Evans' play. I really like it. The guy who doesn't want to get out of the lineup. And I want to know how that but works. But he brings it every night. Seriously. Yeah. But how when does he that work? Like, can you take Stahl out of the lineup? You can't, Can you put him on taxi? I don't even know if you can. But they won't anyways because they're going to want him in the playoffs. Michael Sachs wrote, Caulfield x Drewing is a perfect winger pair. And I like that. For who? With KK Talking down the in. middle. Yeah. I but love they that. Play, they don't like to play 20-year-olds together for some reason. Like, at some point, if it's going to work, it's going to work. They should at least try it. Now, Kotkiniemi is on the wing. I understand because injuries and whatnot. But if this team enters the playoffs fully healthy, and if they roll four lines in a proper manner, all they need to do is expose Toronto's defensive woes 
and I think they should be fine. But they need to play consistent hockey. It's literally that. Oh, I'm going to say it's literally that simple. But this team hasn't done it all year, so I can't even say that. Can I be completely honest with you? Yeah, go ahead. I think the Habs going into a seven-game series with with the Leafs mm-hmm. will lose the series. I hate to say it. They'll lose the series, but I think they'll put up a fight. Here's my only hope. If you go into Toronto and win game one, and Jack Campbell has a bit of a, a rough night, you put the Leafs into panic mode right away. Right. This team needs to win in the first round. Toronto needs to. Not only is it against Montreal, they haven't won in the past three years in the first round. Mm-hmm. And they're questioning their goaltending situation a bit because Jack Campbell had a bit of a rough few games before the Habs won. So if they get on them quick, they could really... If they played like they played in the bubble, imagine? Yeah. With Anderson and Toffoli. Look, I'm, I might be asking for too much here, but I'm just saying that's the way to beat the Leafs. You expose their defensive woes and make sure they don't score. If they score four or five, they're probably going to win the game. I mean, I hope a team's... W- I hope a team's winning with four or five goals, right? They could they can give up three and they'll win. They right, because they have the goal scoring yeah, power. Exactly. Unfortunately, we have... Because, look, over the past 10 games, the Habs have been scoring at a rate of give or take one or two goals a game. And unfortunately, that was effective or that was that was good enough when Carey Price was was at his, oh my God, was at his best. Now, I know he's not in the lineup, but we also know that he's dealing with some inconsistency himself. Some inconsistency. <laughs> that word, I said it way too much now. Yeah, inconsistency. So he's dealing with that. So I want to see him in the net. What? I want to I see him in the net. Are you confident confident with him in the yeah. net? Because there was a span this season where I really wasn't. Yeah, and that's a that's tough. Yeah, but I just think this guy, if they get into the playoffs, and I think he could just take that next step and he can steal a few games and put Toronto on their heels. Like, he can. We know he can. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really concerned about Kerry. I just want to see him back on the ace because I like watching him play. Yeah. And Allen needs to rest a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot. Well, Frank said here, he says Canadians have to play more defensive and avoid mistakes. Now there's I mm-hmm. I agree with that partially. I agree that they have to play that that they have to avoid mistakes. I don't know necessarily if they have to play more defensively. Because when they play more defensively, that leads to them playing on their heels. And when they play on their heels, they're asking to give up a goal. We've seen it. They yeah. go up one goal going into the third, and then what happens? A breakdown at one point or another. You can't hold a lead by just chipping the puck out of the blue line for 20 minutes. You can't do that. They also need to score the first goal. They have to score goals, period. <laughs> Mark, yeah, I'm not saying... Because, look, we've seen good hockey teams, and some good hockey teams... Let's just go back to last, last year in the bubble. The Dallas Stars were one of the more defensive teams in the bubble. They gave up very limited shots and scored very few goals and happened to win the game. But the difference is is that if you look at their decor versus ours, 
their decor of last year versus our decor of this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're dealing with John Klingberg, Heiskinen, Alexiak. I can name a few more more defensive guys, but they knew how to shut down the the big guys in the league. Our team doesn't. So we can't sit back on our heels and pray to the hockey gods that they don't put two in in the third and take the game because it's bound to happen. I think Colorado wipes the floor with Dallas if they have a goalie. In that round, they had Hutchinson in nets. Right. But Dallas, Dallas... But they they know how to play. D- Look, they there's a couple teams yeah. in the league that I know knew how, n- that I know know how to do to this. Oh my god, you know no. What's getting to me? <laughs> anyway, firstly, yeah, it's the Stars. Second, to me, it's the Islanders. Barry Trotz's system is very defensive, and they could win games one two nothing. And it's not because Varlamov is the best goalie of all time. It's really not because of that. It's because their system is very defensive, and it works. It's been proven to work. But Ducharme's system is a little all over the place. I don't know what he has in place right now. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you what his game plan is, game in and game out. What scares me about the Habs is that when a team plays the trap, they win. Because the Habs have one way to get in and one way only to get into the offense. And it's just dump it in. And, and their puck Calgary. retrieval is very low, percentage-wise, mm-hmm. on the dumping. Calgary knew exactly what to do. They just blocked that blue line, they pinched, and the Habs can do anything. The Habs, look, so when they dump it in, right, then it becomes systematic. To me, what it looks like is they're running a 1-2-2. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No. They have one guy forward-checking and two guys high and the two D-back. Yeah, and the one guy forward-checking, is he really forward-checking? That's it. And you... Okay, look, I'm not a hockey god by any means, but <laughs> all I'm saying is that I know that when one guy gets in on the forecheck, it's very effective to have that second guy trail and help out. And I think that the way that we're playing right now is we're depending on the first guy in to retrieve the puck and the two guys high to go to the net and one guy to trail in the slot. But unfortunately, that's a very low percentage play. And again, I'm not... I'm not an NHL coach. I'm not a coach at all. But I watch every single game. And the way it looks is that they're really depending on first guy in. It's not going to work. The Habs do the Jets tonight. The Jets don't have Nick Ehlers out for the rest of the season. That's a huge loss for them. Then they play Ottawa Saturday night. If they win both these games, is Calgary out of the picture? If they win Saturday night, do, they is, win tonight and tomorrow, which is a high. I wouldn't. Those listening, I wouldn't put your money on it. I mean, look, if they win those two games, I'll say yes. But at the end of the day, you're dealing with a team that comes to play one night and doesn't come to play the exactly, other. So, so I, I can't. They, it, could, it could be. It would be nice to have a little, even a three-game win streak just before the playoffs, just so that the guys understand. And are excited that look, mm-hmm. we can actually win a few in a row. Mm-hmm. But with the current lineup, I wouldn't be surprised if they drop a few because they're missing way too many pieces. Kaiser's and guys are banged up. Right. The Kaiser's ones that are playing. Michael Sachs said, who do you guys think will get picked up by, by Seattle? Jake Allen. Yeah. Jake Allen or Jake Evans? Jake's. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. And if I'm being honest... I'd much I'd prefer Jake Evans. 
Like you rather have Jake Evans? Yeah, I'd rather yeah, have him on the team. And can I just go back to what you said for a second? Because you mentioned that the Habs are banged up. They're in a little bit of a tough situation. And I don't disagree with you. But it's also very hard to look at it from that perspective when they're, so, they're showing no signs of life out there on the ice. Now, I agree with you. I agree with you that they have significant injuries. But that shouldn't stop you from making a pass. Yeah, but I don't think they played that bad against Toronto. The Matthews goal, that's a beautiful goal. Austin Matthews, that was amazing. I can take nothing away from that because that was a beautiful... The third goal killed them. N- the Muzzin goal. That went off John Merrill. Yeah. And then the Jake But that was also a him. mistake in the defensive zone by Romanov. Now, that's going to happen. But mm. the thing is, is that teams throughout this season, for some reason against the Habs, capitalize on every single opportunity they get mm. against the Habs. Because the Habs don't. Exactly. So at one point or another, the other team's going to capitalize. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so tough. I feel like that. And look, I don't want anybody watching for the five people watching. I don't want anyone to think that we're biased because we can, we can basically rip on any player, any management personnel. Like we can rip on anyone, but I feel like the Habs are in a situation right now. It's a little, I I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. Because we know what they can do, and they're just not doing it. That's what the hardest thing is. It's not that we we know they're crap. Like, we know they could do good things on the ice. They're just not doing it. And you take away that muzzin goal because Merrill shouldn't be blocking a puck with a stick. He should know better. Put your body in front of it or don't touch it. Let Allen take care of it. And then the Allen mistake behind the net. That should have been icing, first of all. It's behind the red line. I don't know how that is icing. But anyways, you take that mistake out. I'm not blaming it on Jake Allen. You just take it out of the game. Mm-hmm. Let's say he plays the puck properly. Those two goals are out of the game. It's 2-1 right. Toronto. And then if Anderson puts in that goal all on the slot, if Armia, like I said before, it's a different hockey game. They should right. capitalize. And that was a banged-up team against a fully healthy, rested Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. And the score didn't prove... Like the score it might didn't say, show. The score might say, "Oh, they got blown out." They didn't. Yeah, right. I no, I agree with you. That's I, why I'm not too afraid for the playoffs because if they just play, the way we know they can play, they can do damage against Toronto. I just feel like we say that all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like we do because this team because they've playing. never it's never came to fruition to it, fruition. Yeah, it did at the start of the season. Right, and it gave us hope. But can I? So we have like about five, ten minutes or five minutes left around, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Give or take. Yeah, give or take. I just want to talk about one thing, and I hope it, we don't go off and talk about this for the rest of the time, but I just want to bring it up. My perspective on this team is that we're in an ongoing cycle. And can I, if you don't mind, if I can explain that. Yeah, go ahead. I want to, I'm curious. Oh, God. What? Your sister said, can you say inconsistency? I can't say the word. Inconsistency? Uh, we're getting made fun of now here on the <laughs> podcast. Um, um, you're, you're talking about the cycle. Anyway, yeah, so the cycle. <laughs> so what I was saying is that I feel like the Habs never finished top of the table, right? 
but they never finish bottom, 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 bottom. So what I'm saying is that the Habs are always in the middle between that 10 to 20 spot. So let's just call it even at 15. I feel like we're always finishing 15th overall because the Habs are never willing to completely rebuild. Look, I'll, I'll stop you there. I think it's going to change. Do you? You have to be patient. With because right now, the team that... Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. I, I just had a thought here. No, no, go ahead. Because the team that the Habs have in place right now is not strong enough to win the Cup. No, not at all. But when Suzuki, Kotkaniemi, and Caulfield are t- at 25 years old, it's a different team. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to finish mid-rank because you have to accept right now the mistakes they're going to make because that's what's going to help them grow. Mm-hmm. But but then again, right, is that you say when Caulfield, Suzuki, mm-hmm. Ka- uh, Caulfield, Suzuki, Kakiyemi are 25 years old. The problem with that is, is that Price's window is closed. Yeah, it's fine. And so is Weber. And look, I'm not opposed to it necessarily. I'm not opposed to it at all. It just it didn't align properly. It's just that simple. They didn't take advantage of Price's prime. When Kakiyemi and Suzuki are ready to be the one-two punch with Caulfield being an elite scorer. Okay, but can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Because Kotkaniemi is never going to be in the 1-2 if we keep playing him with Corey Perry and, Ar- and Armia. Not happening. Unless a new coach comes in and changes it up. So many avenues of discussion. And Twitter. Enough with the Patrick Roy oh talk. The guy changes his agent and apparently he's the Montreal Canadiens coach. First of all, <laughs> I don't want him as a coach. He's terrible. I thought that he's terrible. He's it's terrible. Just, I feel like there's going to be so much um, he's a, talking about what he's done. He's a very similar style. He's very loud. To John Tortorella. Oh, yeah. Right? He's very in his own way. He won't be scared to bench anyone, literally anyone. And now, I'm not necessarily... <laughs> I'm not necessarily against benching players. I'm not. But... Look, if we look what John Tortorella's done with the Columbus Blue Jackets, I think everyone can agree with me that he's done an absolutely terrible job. Uh, well, look, he goes to a place, does well, and then it expires. He's like an, He has an expiry date with every team. It's been like that with the Rangers, the Canucks. Right, but there's a reason, right? Like if you look years. at Columbus, look at the players that he's lost and look at the players that he's gained yeah. and look at the players that he's made happy and look at the ones that he's upset. I think players just get sick of his style. They should get sick of it. It's like I don't know if it's getting sick of his style or it's just that his style is rubbing off on... Right. Yes, right. The it, players yeah. are getting sick of it, but I think yeah. every player is getting sick of it. I know he, Jason Dankner likes torts. Not actually. He sucks. He actually sucks. He'll, he'll be gone. I really don't like him. I don't know why um, Kekalainen keeps him around. His contract expires anyway, so they don't have to pay him anything. He'll just walk. He'll be. A, he'll go somewhere else. We'll see what happens with him. For the Habs, I'm really curious to see what happens with Ducharme. Like, really curious. Just looking at your computer, right? Yeah. Two, four, six, eight games left. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say that these games are significant. They have to go 500 to make the playoffs. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> when they beat the Flames a few nights ago, Ottawa won also in regulation. That brought Montreal's odds from 67, or 60, whatever the number was, to 87. Frank Saravalli tweeted it. From 67% to 87% to make the playoffs. Just that one night. So if they go 500, I think they should be fine. 
we'll see what happens in the playoffs if they make it and how because they could lose all these games and then it's over i don't think they make the playoffs they lose all these obviously i don't think they're going to lose all these but we'll see what happens with this team because who knows so we're nearing the end tonight the house through the jets i feel like they like i feel like every time we record this they're playing the jets <laughs> it's always the jets it's on friday jets. night it's true, and there's been a lot of Friday night games. I don't, I don't really like Friday night games. We're Friday night games. we're literally playing. Like I hate the Canadian division. We're playing. Division. I'm gonna call it odd. Okay, I'm gonna call it off night. So yeah, they're called off nights. The Habs play on all off <laughs> nights: Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then they play Saturday. But then they're back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like regular season Friday nights, they would play like New Jersey. Like it'd be those games where they just get uh, I'm really and that's one thing that I want to say before we go back to it because uh sorry that we end this the episode. Next season, I am super stoked to get back to just a regular schedule because you can try and convince me all you want, but these divisions where you play teams 10 times is actually nauseating. It's it nauseating. I, I can't even, I don't even want to watch Calgary anymore. Like, I, it's annoying. It's dude. so annoying. Like I want to watch the Habs play like Boston, but then play like New Jersey and then play like Minnesota. Like yeah. I love that. Like enough with different environment. In and the fact that some NHL executives want to keep the division. Yeah, get that I, I can't do that. I can't do that. Like, I felt like I was watching the same game over and over again. Oh God, I can't. When they were I in hate Vancouver it. at the start of the season, now Calgary. Whatever. Anyways, do you have a bold take? Because I don't tonight? know if I do. For tonight? I kind of um, do. I kind of do. I think we have the same one. No, we don't. No. I, I, I think, can I guess yours? Yeah. The Cole Caulfield. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so generic, <laughs> but it's so fun. Yeah. Like, I... I score against the Leafs, but he looked really nervous. He sees one-timer on the power play. Yeah, he just whiffed. Yeah, Whatever, I'm not worried about that. Me neither. But I guess... I guess I'll predict a goal. Whatever. Cole yeah, bold. I mean it's bold, but not bold at the same time. It's just bold because in his third game, right? Mm -hmm. What's your bold prediction? Goal and an assist for Jeff Petrie. Okay, he's been sleeping. Yeah, so still our best defenseman by far. Yeah, but like he, there's something I don't know if someone told him like, hey, stay back, but like he doesn't. He doesn't Edmondson's also gotten increasingly worse. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear. No. I don't want to hear your opinion, honestly. <laughs> no, but look, I don't want to play this card. But it shows that that COVID break screwing them over right now. They're gassed. I mean, look, I but tell. you could say the same thing about Vancouver too, right? And yeah, Vancouver just sucks. Yeah, but they came back and they played some good hockey. Yeah, because so. they were excited. It's like the Habs at the start of the season. They were all excited. <laughs> like every start of the season. Yeah, yeah, they're excited to start. Oh, the new guys with us, new locker room. Let's go out there and do some damage. Mm -hmm. It's like Vancouver. Oh, we've been in our rooms for the past 14 days or how long it's been a month. Let's go out there and kill the Leafs. They did that. And the, the big bad Sens showed up and took over. Whatever, we'll see. I'm excited because we'll have two more episodes till the end of the season and then we'll probably start doing some playoff specials yeah that's gonna be that'll exciting. be fun yeah we'll but let that. us but honestly i know you guys are only nine now but if you guys have anything like any suggestions because we do lives and i know you guys kind of like that but if there's anything else that you guys mm -hmm. if you guys want more episodes like look we like to keep it once a week but it's also we, don't, we wouldn't mind adding in you know a little 15 20 minute episode yeah. here and there so little if you guys have any suggestions anything like that please let us know and we're even looking those for listening even those listening right now online or on Spotify Apple podcast DM us on Instagram yeah Just please let us know any suggestions we'll take anything because 
we just want to make the best content for you guys. There you go. Because that's what we like doing. For sure. And also, make sure to enter the giveaway. Yeah. It's live giveaway. right now until May 7th. Exactly. On Instagram until May 7th. All the rules are there. And uh, wish you good luck if you enter. And once again, thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks a lot, guys.